Welcome to the Unveiling Grace podcast, a place to experience a grace that heals. Allow this grace to take your life and your relationships to another level as it frees you from the weight of performance-based religion. Enjoy another episode as Joel Groh and Lynn Wilder share encouraging stories and candid dialogue that can help you experience a grace that heals. Welcome to another episode of the Unveiling Grace podcast. I'm Lynn Wilder. And I'm Joel Grote. And once again, we've got a guest. It's always so much fun to have people um, with us either in studio where we're having to recording. And today it's Scott, Scott Reardon. I say your name right. And we're part two. And so what I want to say before we even get going is if you missed part one, please tune into part one. Find it. It'll be on our unveilinggracepodcast.com website fascinating story but we could not get through it all and Scott's got an amazing testimony of how God has reached out and invaded his life and in fact he did that at a point where you hit rock bottom and you were ready to end it all and I guess that's where I'd love for you to kind of pick back up and then how God has intervened in your life since then and where he's brought you well yeah I mean like I said I you know obviously listened to part one but I I got to a point in my life where I I held a gun to my head and I dropped to my knees and I said, God, what am I doing? And I dropped the gun. I got grabbed on my phone and went on to UVision Bible and, and just tried to find some scriptures about anxiety and caring. And, and I, I was just kind of lost. I wasn't really sure what to look at. And, um, but when you trust in God, and at that moment I knew I didn't pull the trigger, which was good. I wasn't leaving my wife and my four children. And I knew at that point, from what I had grown up, Methodist, you know, converted to Mormon, and then I'm looking to leave and looking for answers for things in my life, and you know, God answered me by I didn't shoot, I didn't kill myself. Right. I mean, that's. And when you talk about anxiety, I think, if as much as you're willing to share, what was going on in your life at that time? Because this is not just a little bit of anxiety you're dealing with here. Um, Um, Yeah, with me it was at that time. My son Christian had been in an accident on January 7th. He was going back to college after Christmas break. Um, him and his girlfriend had spent the day at Disneyland. They were on the way back to the school. Um, they got rear-ended. Um, she was in a coma for like six weeks. She came out of the coma. She's not healed. Um, she still um, can't respond. She can't move. They come in every couple of hours and shift her around. And then myself, I had some health issues. Um, you know, wasn't going to say it, but I, I fought cancer from December till a week and a half ago. I fought it alone. I didn't tell anybody. My wife didn't find out till um, last Tuesday when I called her and told her. I was just at a point in my life where I, I needed somebody to know. And I felt she needed to know. Yeah. Um, and then my brother-in-law, um, Daniel, um, he was fighting liver cancer and had some issues. had gone through surgery. He was cut open. Um, he was cancer-free. And then, um, and unfortunately, a couple weeks ago, well, probably a couple months ago now, they found out his is back. Um, so he's fighting that in North Carolina with my sister-in-law. So just everything in life was, it seemed to be snowballing, you know, and right. I, overall it was just like, why is this happening to me? And and I, you told me it's because of the performance-based religion you were in, feeling exactly. as if these things were your fault, yep. right? Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and, and that's what I was going to get is, you know, all that, and I, I reached out for help to, you know, the, the bishopric, I wrote a letter to Salt Lake to the state, you know, offices, and I got nothing. It was talk to your bishop. Well, I don't know what my thing was with that bishop at the time, but you know, out of him and I didn't see eye to eye. But I just 
couldn't get the help. So I just, you know, I, I that, that day I left a wrestling tournament. It was the ninth grade state championships. Um, Garris had a rough last match. Could have done something illegal. I was pretty hyped up about it. So I left and I, I went home. I actually left my wife at the tournament because I thought my, my father-in-law would bring her home. I left and I just went home. And when I got home, you know, like I showed you on my phone, um, you know, I, I texted my wife, you want to watch, as I loaded my gun up. And I held that to my head and I yelled, held it under my chin. And then I just fell to my knees. Like, I, why didn't I pull the trigger? I, I, I was alone. There was nobody there. It was loaded. I, lo I, I spent the whole time. The, the clip was all loaded and, I'm, and it was ready to go. And I hit my knees, I dropped the gun, and then I just, you know, God, why? What's wrong with me? Why am I feeling this right. way? Uh, and, and I think people need to understand, because I think you shared this in the last episode, even your son's car accident, you had someone within leadership say to you, well, this happened because you are currently not a full tithe payer, and so your son's accident is... God slapping you up, it's God punishing you because Correct. you're not. That is yeah. so much pressure to yeah. be under. That is, so yeah. And it's a lie. Right. It's oh yeah, that is not how That is not lie. how God works. Yeah. Well, that's how the God of performance-based religions works. The gods of performance-based religions, whatever they are, will always threaten you, scold you, punish you, if you don't conform to whatever their rules and regulations are, and that's not the God of the Bible. Yeah. That is not how he operates. Jesus has taken all that for us. Um, so, so I just want people to understand that it wasn't a nothing that you're sitting there ready to end it because you have the crushing weight of the world and everyone, even within your religious spiritual context you've gone to for help, has pretty much said, no, you're not performing well enough for us to give you that help. And you turn to Jesus, and he steps in. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like you said, I mean, I, I had reached out to my bishop, reached out to his stake president. I sent a letter up to Salt Lake that I got a response back from the office of the 70s. Um, you know, they all said, we'll talk to your stake president. Stake president says, talk to the bishop. Well, there it wasn't, we wasn't happening there. I, I, I was at my wit's end, and, you know, I haven't shared a lot of the story. I mean, the, the, the gun thing, I, I think you're probably like the fourth or fifth people that actually heard that. Now, obviously, whoever listens to this podcast knows, but... You know, I'm sharing that because you're not alone. If you ask God for help in a loving way and you want that help and you need that help, he's going to give it to you. I mean, I, I'm living Absolutely. proof. I mean, I didn't kill myself. I was there, you know, and I mean, there, you know, one of my good friends from um, high school that I've known my whole life, and actually um, her daughter was married to a gentleman who, um, killed her and then killed himself. They had three daughters. Mm. That now my mom's best friend since I was little where I grew up with these people where the daughter was my sister's age. You know, they're 40, what am I, 45? So they're for like 48. And then the son's my age. I grew up with them. Wow. And, you know, I mean, that flashed to my head. Like, what am I doing? You know, I mean, I'm because I see how the girls are now without mom and dad. How will my kids be without me? That kind of flashed. And then how do I just... When I dropped the gun, I hit my knees and I asked for help. I just, it's really weird. I just got like really hot mm -hmm. and I didn't know what was, what was happening. But then in my head, it's like, it'll be okay. Uh, and then I thought back to my son's accident and he doesn't remember hearing it, but I vividly remember when the accident happened. Cause I, I heard it all. We were on the phone and I, he says, you know, oh shoot dad, but bad word um they're gonna hit me and i heard 
I heard the hit, heard the spinning, squealing, tires, everything. I heard it all. Oh, man. And my son says, Dad, my phone was in the back of the car. I couldn't find my phone, you know, as we've been talking about the accident. And he said that, you know, a guy stopped on a motorcycle, says, you know, hey, I'm a paramedic and I'm here to help. Mm. And then he says, I'm okay, but my girlfriend's not. And the guy says, I'll take care of her. My son said that never happened. I heard it on the phone. Wow. So whatever happened there is God, period. Yeah. There's nothing else. Whether you believe in God, don't believe in God. What happened there where my son did whatever he did to help save his girlfriend because she, they didn't expect her to survive. Her brain shifted 10 millimeters. They had to cut her skull cap off to relieve pressure. Mm. I mean, it wasn't, wasn't a good situation. Wow. So, you know, all this flash, I, I, it flashed back to those words. It was like, all right, God help my son. And now he's telling me it's going to be okay. All right. There, I, I have something here. You know, I, I, yeah. I, there, there's something. There's, there's a something, real personal God who cares. That care, yeah, he cares and loves for me <laughs> and wants me around. So, And so what have you experienced and, since then? So tell us now, continue your journey and how God has continued. I want to stop it. for a sec. That, sec. that something more you just said is an Adam's Road song. And we've heard that more than once in the last <laughs> several days. Really? Absolutely. Wow. This awesome. God is something more, is he not? Yeah, like that. I, I had no clue. Oh. But yeah, I mean, fr from then, you know, I started, you know, reading the Bible more, and I started distancing myself from the LDS stuff. Um, you know, I still have friends, you know, I mean, neighbors, this and that. But, you know, for me, you know, like I said, being performance-based, you know, too many of them perform on Sundays. They perform, don't perform the rest of the, their lives. They don't, you know, they're Sunday, they're Sunday Mormons. That's why I call them. You know, they're, they're Sunday Mormons because they, they, they don't have that love. They don't have that care. You know, I mean, realistically, you know, some do, you know, and, and I don't want to say all are bad, but, mm -hmm. you know, some do because, again, every religion has bad apples. <laughs> has their Sunday. You know, every religion has their Sunday people, but, right? But God is always there. If you trust in him and you go to him in prayer, whatever, He's going to give you those answers. Like with me, you know, like I said, I mean, I, you know, after that, you know, I, I had lost my job. I was driving a semi truck uh, for a little company, great company, doing all right, making decent money. But it's just, you know, driving a truck, you know, up and down, beating your back, you know, local stuff. I was up at three in the morning, getting home at three in the afternoon. Uh, it was, you know, they were long days. And like I said, as I said in the first podcast, I, I put my resume up online and through a boosted banking program through where I work, they, I got hired on here and then now, there's so much opportunity, you know, you know, from all my Facebook, I, I, yeah. earned, my, I earned my master's degree um, in December. I walked in May and that was kind of, you know, my wife said, you need to walk. You have to walk. Oh, yeah. You have your master's yes. degree, Scott. You have to walk. <laughs> yeah. I'm Good like, for okay, her. Okay, baby, I'm going to walk. So, you know, I bought the whole thing, you know, and I walked. You know, my mother-in-law was there. My wife was there. My daughters were there. You know, I mean, they were the ones that could make it. Um, and my parents were there. And, you know, it was huge, but... I, I wanted to get somewhere, I, you know, I have this master's degree in criminal justice. I wanted something in that line. And what's weird is this, this bank, I'm in financial crimes. Oh, so fascinating. I, I, I deal with that. And right now, right now it's, I'm in a phone roll. I'm on the phone, you mm -hmm. know, and my hours, I, I work afternoons. You know, it's not, not ideal for me, but God gave this to me. So I'm going to take it. Yeah. And since I've been there, there's other opportunities that have opened up where they've, they've asked about potentially, you know, being a, um, 
get into some apprenticeship program, like apprenticeship supervisors becoming, right. you know, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm an agent two becoming an agent four, you know, different things because I excel in call centers. I, I love it. But my passion where I want, I, I, you know, I'm 45. I think it's kind of too late to get like ministry. But now with my master's, if I can like, you know, I, I want to minister, but I also just with my degree at, with within the bank, there's areas where I can actually do like investigation stuff on right. financial crimes that happen, whether it be check writing, Yay. something and investigating. So, you know, that's kind of where I am and I, I'm mm -hmm. happy there, but I, I'm so happy when, when, like I said, like I said in the first podcast, when Mike, Mike said, you know, we're here for six weeks or whatever, we're going to be doing our podcast from here, you know, let me know if you want to be part of it. And then I'm like, yeah, I do. And you, you know, you're shouting, Hey, Scott, you should be, you know, want to be coming next week. And I'm like, sure. So, I mean, you know, God's working yeah. and it's just, you have to, you know, when you're not this, you know, when you're not just focused on trying to perform and have to do things to get Christ's love or, you know, to feel like you're wanted in the religion. I mean, it was kind of funny, you know, and, but, you know, when you don't have to perform and just trust in God, you feel so much better. I mean, I, I feel like so much is off my shoulders yeah. and things happen. I mean, there, there's little things. I mean, there, there's, you know, a, a guy at work, um, he's also has, he's a, a member of the LDS church hasn't attended in three years. Well, I invited him. I said, hey, come, oh, to, come to church with me. Oh, I need to book. I yeah. said, church. I said come, come to church with me. He says, well, what church do you go to? I said, well, I said CCV. I said, but I, I'd be happy. You know, I said, whatever church if you want to try one. I said, wherever you're comfortable. I said, get your family out. You got to be to church. And um, he, he accepted. And this next Sunday, he's going to come to church with us. Mm. Oh, so, so old. Just, you know, God's working. It's just, mm -hmm. you know, I don't know. It's, it's hard to say. It's not not as fast as I want because I feel like I want this. <laughs> I want to help yes. people. But if I can do one person at a time and just open their eyes, I mean, he's him and his family aren't attending church. They moved from the East Coast. Okay. And when they got here, they weren't comfortable with their ward, so they just don't go. Right. So I'm like, come to church with me. I said, you'll love it. I said, I'll go to any church you want. I said, if there's one close to your house, let's find a Bible-based church. I said, mm. the right. biggest thing I can tell you what I've learned now is I said, you have to have a church that teaches the Bible. You don't need any other works, you know, because I mean, you know, obviously in, in the LDS church, you know, you give a talk of a talk of a talk of a talk. It's <laughs> it's not out of the Bible. It's not out of scriptures. It's somebody's talk from conference or somebody's talk from conference yeah. 10 years ago. Yeah. You really Good storage or. Yeah. <laughs> you, you don't, you don't talk Temple about scriptures, you, you know, I mean, you know, like I was telling you guys during a little break between the two segments, you know, at, at CCV, some of the things that have guided me through my help, I think you, you had stepped out for a minute, but. Let me go into their app real quick because yeah. when, on my journey, some of the lessons we've had, some of them are like two weeks, some are three weeks, some are a month, but you know, we had one that's tough as nails. Okay. Yes, I'm atypical. Um, there's anxious for nothing. When, when that series right after Easter, I was baptized on Easter. Okay. And then that next week we started this series on anxious on nothing. I had so much anxiety still, but those messages reached out to me with Ashley talking about it and Mark talking about you know, yeah. you're anxious for nothing, right. and, and, you know, they give scriptures, and, you know, I save them all on my phone because I go back to revisit them, you know, yeah. and, and you know, there, there's, like, words, and I, this is, like, when, like I said last time, Micah talking about being gentle, you know, your iron, iron sharp for a purpose, and your words can be as tough as nails, you know, we talked about being as tough as nails and things, and the most recent series that we just ended is um, your words create your world. Okay. So yeah. how, how you say things, you know, do you forgive people? Um, you know, do you, you know, how often do you tell your kids you're proud of them? And, you know, one of the things, one with me is, you know, my kids is, you know, I believe in you, you know, 
God believes in us. And through that lesson, they taught where, you know, God believes in us, but then we also need to believe in each other and believe in our kids. You know, the other day we were, my wife and I were, Kim and I were, we were up at uh, Superstition Market buying some fruit. And Lady saw Kim's shirt changed. She said, can I give you a hug? And she hugs my wife and she says, we're members of CCTV. I'm so proud. Where would you guys come from? And we said, we oh, were wow. LDS. So just small things were just... Yeah. God's, like in, God's, God's in, there yeah, to give you a hug. Here, I, my wife. And my wife is, yeah. you know, yeah. we're, we're not... Um, we're not huggy, huggy, lovey, lovey all the time, you know. And she was like, "Why is this lady asking me for?" I could see her on her face, and she was freaked out. But you know, yeah. that's God's work. Where you yeah. know, my wife needed that boost at that time. You know, yeah. it's, you know, I, I'm going through this, but I have my wife. You know, who kind of following, you know, and, and you know, we we have the normal marital struggles, but yeah. you know, with with more Bible-based love and stuff, you know, we get along great. You know, it's just we. We click. I mean, we've been in December is going to be 25 years. She's my high school sweetheart. We might be like, oh, good I, for I, you I, guys. I was a Congratulations. A so you the know? Bible says that um, when you come to Christ, he places his burden on you and his burden is light. And he also says, be anxious for nothing, right? Yep, he exactly. literally has got this. He can take care of it. He can show up. And after a while, you kind of get used to that, and you totally trust him, right? Yeah. Yeah. And so, I'm still growing that way. Yeah. I say, so so how has he showed up? So, like, even how has um, how has he transformed your marriage and relationships? Because you're alluding me to it, saying <laughs> it sounds like you're getting along better than before. So how has he worked in your life so there's now it's affecting your relationships, so your relationships are flourishing? Um. With me, what's helped in, is I I read more scripture now that with my work hours, I'm home alone in the mornings. Okay. So I can just kind of chill and do my thing, and I don't have to rush. I, I can get up at 9 o'clock and be to work by, you know, 1230. Oh, I've got to arrange that. You know, Amazing. Exactly. Yeah. So, and and I, I spend time in scripture. I, I read. You know, I, yeah. listen, I watch videos. You know, I've, mm. I've, I just, I look at other things. You know, I go back and rewatch some of our services because, you know, my wife and I have been together. I was a senior, she was a sophomore. We've been together since September of 91. December will be 10 years, or 25 years that we've been married. Okay. And, you know, every marriage is work. If anybody says it's not work, they're lying to you. Exactly. You know, marriage yep. is work. And <laughs> I, I know me, you know, my my wife like, likes to, I'm, I'm not a huggy-huggy. You know, I'll shake your hand, I'll give you a kiss type, you know, but it's like, you know, I, and, you know, my wife said, hey, you know, why can't we you know, cuddle before we fall asleep, you know, why can't we, you know, so, so with me, you know, God's tender mercies, you know, my wife's not asking for the world, she wants to, hey, <laughs> exactly. to you know, so, so, you know, we're cuddling when we go to sleep, you know, Aww. we'll, you know, we'll give her a hug, you know, we'll, you know, we'll give, them, you know, pet kisses, you know, it's the small things where she's asking, where, mm-hmm. you know, I'm now I'm you're doing, listening. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. and then now you're sensitive. God's sensitizing yeah, your yeah. spirit to what yeah. she needs and you care different for her because yeah. of how God's cared for you. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it's, it's so cool. It, it's been kind of fun because I don't know if she, she realized it, but you know, it's just, that's how I've been. You know, I've been, I'm just, you know, sensing myself, you know, and that I've been so closed off. And now that I've kind of just thrown up my hands and God, what do you want me to do? And it's, I can listen and it's fun. I, I'm, I, you know, you know, our relationship is probably stronger now than, than it's been, you know, granted, you know, mm. last week she was really upset, you know, she, she had question, you know, where's all this money going and, you know, I'm paying for right. treatments and stuff. And for cancer, it, uh, it just, I feel bad, you know, that, you know, she, she's been my rock through everything. I've had, I've had kidney stones my whole life. I've had so many surgeries for kidney stones. 
I had, you know, heart issues, and my wife's been the rock, and I, I've, I've always kind of taken her for granted, and now, you know, I'm, you know, kind of rising, she, she's my rock, she, you know, with her and God, I can do anything, because she's backed me. And right. now that I trust that God's going to back me, or I don't have people telling me that I'm being punished for my no, like I said, read the book of Job. God doesn't punish you. Um, you know, he, he gave His Son for us already, so we don't have to suffer. So, right. You know, when you get your mind, you know, it, it's really hard. Obviously, you know, from leaving, it's really hard to retrain. Yeah. And for me, I, I still struggle. Yeah. And there's little things here and there, but like I said, if if you trust in God and just read the scriptures. And follow those, you know, those promptings or, you know, the, the tenors that he's got for us. Well, here's and, one thing I realized, right? I give my life to Jesus. His spirit sets up residence in me. And now I've got a love for other people that I never had before. Yeah. It's not my love. It comes from yeah. God. Yeah. Christ love. Very mm -hmm. different, right? Yeah. Oh, than it, me, me, awesome. me, me all yeah. the time. Right. Oh, yeah. And I mean, and you're experiencing what... Paul talks about as you go to the Word, because in Romans 12, 2, it says, don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How? By the renewing of your mind. And that's, it's so obvious that's what's happening, Scott, as you go to the Word, as you're listening to Scripture, God is renewing your mind and you're being transformed. And that's, I mean, that's what makes us so excited as we interview people and tell and share stories like yours, because we want the influence of God's spirit in people's lives so that their lives and their relationships flourish and they flourish in Jesus. And so you are a living testament. And I'm so excited because I think God's got great things in store for you, man. I, I, I really do. I don't know what that's going to be. I'm not trying to give any kind of prophetic word here, but I just want to encourage you um, to continue on, to, to stay in the word, to keep letting Jesus love you and then keep letting then Jesus loves other people through you. Yeah, yeah. And once you get to that place of being solid with the Lord, then your circumstances don't define your state of mind as much as they did when you put the gun to your head, yeah. right? Exactly. Then right. your circumstances can't rock you. You are attached to the solid rock himself. And you know that he's either got a purpose for it or he'll figure it out. It's not the end of the world, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, honestly, it's been fun, and and some about just <clears throat> little story, guy at work, um, his wife got, you know, we we work and, and we're all veterans on the team. I am, I'm, I'm part of. We were all hired part of that boost to banking, and one of the gentlemen that's there, his wife a couple weeks ago was taken to the hospital, and they're new to the valley. Wow. And I, I said to him, I said, hey, I said, do you need anything? You know, do do I need to come and grab your kids after work? You know, how can I help? And he he, you know, that's not my norm. You know, I, you know, my mom always says I've had a heart to go, but I, I you know. Like, you know, this guy, you know, I know him at work. And then he, 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 when he told his wife, you know, hey, Scott offered this help, you know, do we need it? You know, do you want to take the kids a little bit? His wife was just, you know, kind of dumbfounded that, you know, I had offered that assistance. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're at work and he comes to me and he shakes me and says, you know what? He said, thank you so much for being that kind of friend where I knew you would be there if I needed you because my wife's was at the hospital. Now, that's, you know, that's just, again, God, I, you know, I reached out to him. I, he just asked me one of the ones I have on my phone. I just texted him, hey, is everything okay? Can I do anything for you and your family? Yeah. You know, and he's like, no, we're okay. My, my wife's coming home. Kids are good. <clears throat> so it was good just, you know, but like I said, you you open yourselves up to, to you know, those tender mercies that God gives us yeah. to help people. And it's just awesome to feel, you know, that, you know, 
more is coming. I just have to be patient. Right. You know, I, you know, my, you know, we always say, you know, God's time. Well, it, I got to be patient. And when, it's, when it happens, <laughs> yep. it happens. And when, when those open, you know, don't close the door to those things. Just realize, you know, God's wanting to do something that might make you feel odd. Like, you know, some of the things I do, it's like, that's not me, but you know what? God wants me. I am. Yeah. I'm so it's the new you. I have to say this. Yeah. And it's, I'm growing into it. You know, I'm, I'm learning that role and who knows where it's going to lead me. I mean, right. know, I don't know, but. Well, when the spirit indwells us, as Lynn was saying earlier, we become new creations oh. in Christ. God changes us from the inside out. And so now we operate at a, on a whole different level of parameters. Now we're not operating by all these external rules and regulations. We may do a lot of the same things, but our motivation, our heart motivation, is an inside-out motivation. We're doing it because of what God's done for us out of gratitude. Now we move out, not to earn favor with God, but because we know we've got His favor. And we want to extend that to other people. So I'm open to Psalm 147. It says, He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And because He's done that for us, right? We yeah. have a heart for other people too to have that experience with the living God. And then we praise Him and we seem like crazy Jesus culture folks. <laughs> but um, it's very real in our lives and it's certainly worth investigating. Yes. Thank you, Scott, so much. Yeah, for thanks for being with us, for being so us. vulnerable, oh, yeah, authentic. It's been, it's been fun. Like I said, you've been you've been there through some of it, you know, some and I mean obviously some of today surprised you too, but you know it's praying for your son after the accident and waiting for you to tell me what's the latest and yeah. Oh All right. yeah, Lord. Well, the believers might be in each other's lives, right? Because we're all one big family. Yes. And, and that, we'll that be is together in so the next cool. life. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Lord. Yeah. And Great. thank you for joining us on the podcast. We're delighted to have you along. Just trust and pray you've been encouraged by Scott's story. I don't see how you can't help but be. And until next time. Grace and peace. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Unveiling Grace podcast. Join us next time for another conversation devoted to helping your life and relationships flourish. As always, you can find show notes, program transcripts, and leave us your comments and questions at unveilinggracepodcast.com. For a limited time, we are offering the Wilder's book, Seven Reasons We Left Mormonism, for a donation of any amount. Go to unveilinggracepodcast.com and click on the free book button to request yours. We greatly appreciate your support for the Unveiling Grace podcast, where you can experience a grace that heals.